Welcome once again to this video cast about God, Creator, and about creation. We've spoken about the word creator and the word creation before. They were sort of, we've given sort of definitions for these words, provisional in a certain sense, because of God, what can we know? And that is what we will speak today about, the knowledge of God. As I said, we've already spoken about defining God, about the difficulty, or one could almost say the impossibility to define God. Philosophically, the existence of God and of God's attributes, that is what can be deduced about God as universal cause of everything, can only be gleaned from if we go from the cause to the effects. In fact, St. Thomas Aquinas, at the beginning of his Summa of Theology, Summa Theologiae, first deduces the attributes of God as a cause of the universe, before then posing the problem of how the creature, man, is capable of knowing God, not just as a cause of all things, but personally, in his essence. When we say we know from the, ca the cause from its effects, it is like saying that we can see the glowing red hot iron that is shown to us, even if, though at that point the fire is not shown to us. But from this red hot iron, we deduce that something that made it hot must at least be hotter. Something must cause this heat. And unless we look at the fire, we can only say that a certain hot cause is necessary. And if we were to look at the fire, well, we would know how hot it is without any instrument. In fact, since by the powers of human nature alone, man is utterly, utterly incapable to see the face of God, his essence, except through a special grace given to the soul of the just, once he, once he reaches heaven, St. Thomas will ask in question 13 of the first part of the Summa Theologiae, how is it possible to even name a God, define a God, that human nature alone is incapable of knowing directly by its own power? It is like asking a man born blind to name the different colors of the rainbow that he cannot see and has never seen. To a man born blind, no description and no analogy will ever be enough to give him the experience in any way of the vivid colors that paint the canvas of creation. He must receive the gift of sight, and this God gives to the just soul in heaven, the lumen gloriae, the light of glory. Thus, we see the utter impossibility by human nature alone to know God, essentially, as he is in himself. 
Yet we can know him to the effects as cause and thus name him or define him verily in an analogous manner. Also, because God has revealed himself by the light of revelation, we are able to speak of God as he is. Yet keep in mind that he is more than our intelligence and experience is capable of understanding. Yes, God has revealed intimate knowledge of himself personally throughout history. Yet, for us to understand, he has spoken with what human intellect can understand and with what human words can utter. Yet, this will never properly express who he is. In a similar way, we can learn about the life and works of a great man through his example as a teacher and through the written works about him. God has unveiled himself to us by a revealed word and by the wonders he has worked in Israel unto the very same word that fashioned the universe became flesh. We can know what a great man does by looking at him, by reading about him, or hearing about him, or even hearing him. Yet, even so, we cannot arrive by this very fact at the intimacy of the person. Even another human being at his very core is a mystery to us. How much more so for a being that surpasses our understanding and whose essence infinitely surpasses ours in perfection. You can see that when we speak about God, about God as creator of all things, we do so with a caveat that with our limited intellectual capacity, we can never know the infinite actually, but we can love it. It's true that in this life, with the help of the supernatural virtue of charity, which we receive through baptism, him who our minds cannot enclose can be clutched at by our will, by our love. When we speak about God, when God reveals himself to us, it is almost always through signs, whether they be words or actions. Yet these never give us an intuition, a scene to the interior of who God is. Now, it must be reiterated that even if human knowledge and language are limited to our personal reality, they do communicate truth about God, whether it comes from the effects to the cause or from the very mouth of God himself. That we can call God good, that we can call God creator, says St. Thomas, is not metaphorical, it's not poetical, but real, and yet again, inadequate. 
The goodness of a saucy and crispy margarita pizza, even if it's really, really good, is no competitor to the perfection of the goodness of a mother as she lovingly cares for a sick child. In this sense, God is certainly not good, as the most charitable saint that has ever existed is good. Nor is he a creator like the greatest human artist that has ever existed or will exist. He is beyond that type of goodness. He is its cause. He is goodness itself and the creator of all things. Hopefully next time, next Wednesday at 9 o'clock, we will be able to see or speak of some of the attributes of God that can be arrived at even without revelation, albeit, as St. Thomas will say, at least in a couple of places, very few would arrive at this. And after a long time, I'm with errors. So thank you for watching.